0: It's time for the movie Ray, and tonight's victim is Ricky Lee and Choi, currently in the film of Midnight Shanghai. Hello. Hello, how are you today? <laughs> it's blazingly hot, man, <laughs> but surviving, surviving. How are we guys doing today? How are we doing?
1: We're doing good over here. At our- We're in Seattle, and I'm from Santa Fe, New Mexico, and Juana's from Seattle.
0: Are you guys living in the same state, or are you, like, bouncing back and forth?
2: We're in the same state right now, but we do bounce back
0: and forth. Very cool, very cool. So tell us a little bit about this movie and your involvement, what you are allowed to talk about.
2: We're
1: currently working on a project. Called Midnight Shanghai. Wu Fi is based on a true story. It's based on a, a Chinese railroad camp of the 1800s. And basically, the Chinese were hired to build the American Railroad. And it follows sto- the story of Wu or So Chen, who is a Chinese girl in her 20s, who her and her brother stole away on a boat to america to find their fame and fortune and only to discover they get into a kind of prison labor camp working on the american railroad the story of from when she comes to china what happens to her in america
0: so how does this differ from the other story this sounds some stories like this kind of uh, familiarity of it how does this changes up the, the pace for this type of film? How does this story, look, you know, set aside from the other ones like this?
2: Well, this is a, a little bit unique in that it, it's about two cultures. It's about the Chinese culture, and she in the film. Meets up with an, a native scout and his his son and falls in love with the son. So it's about bringing in the the native, and specifically Apache culture, and just introducing both of them into even a wedding ceremony that they'll they'll have a little bit different location and the storyline, and also because there's I don't think I don't believe there's a, a film out there that really talks about all all of these different features. Just last month they celebrated the hundred.
1: 50th anniversary of the Golden Spike. So uh, one of our sponsors is the Chinese History Museum in San Francisco. We have a lot of people behind this film. My partner, Richard Bill and I started it three years ago. Uh, Richard retired, and came on board two years ago. We shot a pilot. We were able to screen it in front of uh, some producers at Sony Studios in Los Angeles. Got a lot of feedback from them. At that time, we were pitching as a series, and they said, well, we're not really interested in a series. But we are interested in a feature film, so this is what you need to do. We took that information, and we went back. We're working on the script, trying to finalize the script, finalize some of the A actors. Then we'll go back to Sony Studios.
0: In terms of culture, which uh, clearly you're very dedicated to, when it comes to the culture and films, do you think that it's it's becoming more significant now, or do you think it's becoming less significant in terms of uh, staying close to culture when, when filmmaking?
1: Just my own personal feelings, I think. It's a real relevant story for the time. It's a story that hasn't been told in history. A lot of people don't know the Chinese actually built the, the American Railroad and uh, Abraham Lincoln worked out a deal with the Chinese emperor to send thousands of Chinese here to work on actually forced labor on the American Railroad. Our story doesn't actually take place on the Union Pacific Railroad. It takes place on the Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe. And I know, Mike, you're very aware of that railroad being from Missouri, and I'm from Kansas, and it runs right through Wichita down to Santa Fe. And that's where our story picks up. And the little village that I live in, in Santa Fe called Lamy, New Mexico, my partner Rich and I interested in the story because it was kind of an urban legend in the village that we live in. And people was always talking about this Chinese railroad working camp. And mixed in, there's an old Indian pueblo, 1472 there. And with the Indian charred pottery, there's all these Chinese pieces of pottery mixed in together. And we're going like, okay, well, how did that happen, right? So we started investigating. Then we found the actual Chinese railroad camp, the foundation. We found artifacts there. We did some research. One of the village, historians have an old railroad camp map and it was large enough that they had post office there's a foundation from where the work camp where the foreman and all the american workers stayed There's foundation to an old uh, water tower for a steam engine and then all the chinese people camped out around that site so what we found out through some research is that cyrus holiday who founded the atchison topeka and santa fe in kansas city he was friends with the guy who was building the uh, Union Pacific Railroad. They were both on extreme deadlines, and so SARS couldn't meet his deadline, more or less. So, this guy from the Union Pacific decided he'd he loan him like 1,500 Chinese to come in and meet his deadline. That's kind of how our story developed. But the story is an empowering story. All the five lead characters are women two Chinese women, Anglo woman, Mexican woman, Native American woman. I think, again, that's what makes this story special.
0: Well, it sounds very special. And when it comes to the culture aspect of things, are, of course, there's tons of films out there that do very well. And there's, of course, there's exaggeration too. But in terms of getting nitty gritty right, what what happened in that time area, that time period, it makes it more 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 sense and to the to the public that are not familiar with they are not like we're not into history or anything like that, but can still draw a general interest.
1: There's a lot of reasons that fits the culture now. I mean, for one thing. It's an immigrant story, and we all know what's going on with that in our country right now. I mean, this, this country is built on the immigrant's back, more or less.
2: Like Ricky was saying, it, it's an empowerment story. It's a story about a female that caught up in the American, American culture and how she's enslaved. It's a feel-good story because she gets rescued and she empowers herself.
0: Do you think this is going to go smoothly within better in the foreign markets compared to the U.S.?
1: We have a foreign market. Through circumstance, we both ran in. To a lady who owns a Chinese Netflix in China, they have 99 million viewers, and so they're very interested in the project of as, well as Sony Studios as well as Netflix. Right now, we're just in the development stage. I mean, we shot the pilot. We, we shot the pilot on a very streamlined budget, almost like no budget. But anyway, we did a nice job nice calling card it got us into Sony of these studios right now we're like I said we're trying to develop the script to meet the qualifications for the studio we're also looking at our dream list of characters
0: now Troy, you can jump in on this one comes to impressionism do you think it's becoming weaker or stronger in, in film uh, both of you guys can jump in on this one
1: it's just speak for our film but I, don't, I think we've done a really good job at character development in this story. the story. Basically, the studio told us we want to see more martial arts, we want to see more of a love story, and we want to see the Chinese girl's lie from beginning to the end. And so we've gone back. So I mean, it's kind of a Chinese Western martial arts chick flick.
0: But it's always interesting with with these types of films with like having to cross over the U.S. and oftentimes you know they're generated to be either positive people accept it or are people just going to be on the fence about it and they're like uh this sounds uh this sounds pretty good in terms of where this is going to the direction it's it's heading i mean you're not you guys are not putting a label on it. you're not incenting something that is going on right now like comparing between what's now and then and you're you're trying to tell a story of what happened and what what the issues were that at that time and almost a little bit of reflection of what's happening now
2: our story touches a little bit about discrimination of the Chinese. how they were treated back in the 1800s when they were working on the railroad. It's a little bit of history that most people don't know about. I think as far as just getting a little education in there, we're not rewriting history. We're just coming out and bringing some of the true historical facts incorporating that into the movie but it's also an entertainment piece. There's a lot of stuff that is not exactly historical. The characters were not real people. The girl didn't come from China but we just made that one up.
1: There is a lot of, same way in the native culture, but there is a lot of Chinese that our descendants of the Chinese work camps. Matter of fact, uh, Juana, who came on board two years ago, her grandfather came to America working on the Chinese railroad camps. Her father went through his whole life trying to find her grandfather's remains and went to his grave, never finding Juana's grandfather at all. He was last seen in Carson City, Nevada, in the late 1800s.
2: Yeah, so a lot of the um, Chinese rural workers, that when we did some research, when they passed away, they just buried them along the way in unmarked graves, so... There were a lot of people that weren't being accounted for. They didn't know where they they were. Just like Mickey was saying, my father spent a fortune and his whole life looking for his father, and we still don't know where our grandfather is. He just disappeared.
0: With technology we have now, hopefully, maybe we'll find everybody that that was missing back then. Hopefully, but with this film having to give a general idea to the public, especially like you know in the U.S. with this type of time period having to get that across were you guys a little bit on the fence about how how to present this without actually making a sensitive matter
2: yeah we have a really good writer right now and she's working with us and developing more of a historical and her name is Katrina Muldoon she's our our new Screenwriter. She's done a lot of research to help, it, to help us get things correct. Since Richard and I started almost two and a half years ago, we've done a
1: lot of research. And part of that, when we showed the pilot here and there, then we've had people in the audience of Chinese descent that would come up, or native descent, and say, hey, this is our family story. Hey, this happened to us. This is what happened to our relatives. So it's still relevant. Even to this day, there's still people that this still affects their lives you know, on a daily basis. Tony lived two generations ago.
2: Yeah, and we also met a Japanese-American woman here in Seattle who told us her grandfather worked on the railroad. So I, I guess when they ran out of Chinese workers on Japanese, uh, level
1: people looked on it too and I think with our new scriptwriter, Kathleen it's really captured the essence of this Chinese girl
2: To
0: chun do you think this film might actually help society in some ways like you mentioned it, it has helped some of the natives in terms of their own lives because it, this is kind of hitting home in some aspects this is not just storytelling uh, an immigrant or something this is kind of moving forward from basically storytelling in, in the future from what was happening in the past now having to work with within this or how, how long do you think this will be fully completed or do you still want to make the series as well Or are you just focusing to get the the full length out and then the series
1: that's still up for discussion right now we have two more meetings coming up with the studios I'm leaving that open you know I mean I personally would still like to do a series the story of survival the story of staying alive the story of human kindness is a story of humanity this is uh, kind of a personal project okay so we're not going to sell it out be very much part of the production even if we work with the major studios they're going to have artistic control over the project we've had a chance a couple of times to sell the whole thing and we're not going to do that right now we feel very closely to it uh, we want to make sure the storys told right the people who have read the script, and the producers at Sony. Everyone has given us great praise about this it's a story that has never been told before
0: now go ahead and plug in any websites
2: yes, we have some trailers we, we had a website we're going to be putting that up and- yeah we took a lot of stuff down because we had a website for the
1: pilot we had a lot of clips for the, but we took a lot of that down because we're kind of in the transition of going from the pilot to the movie when that happens then we're going to open a big website and that is new Facebook page we're on IMDB we're really excited about I mean we've gotten a lot of interest good friend Julie Jones, from all the Twilight movies, she wants to play the lead Native American woman. We have, uh, I don't know, Lucy Liu that we'd like to play a role as an older Chinese woman in a film. My friend, Nick Nolte, would like to play the sheriff. So, you know, it's kind of a collaboration of friends and family. I think that's going to come out on the screen as well. I, you know, I personally like to work on a set that everybody's totally engaged and totally committed to the project, and there's not a bunch of the ego floating around. That's how I like to work anyway. I'd also like to say thank you to our other producer, Gary Hall, who's uh, worked alongside us over the last couple of years. And uh, I just want to say thank you, a big shout-out to Gary. And we want to thank our writer, Katrina Aldu. And all the people that, that helped us out in the pilot. Over the course of the last year or so each each and every one of them are casting crew from new mexico from seattle big shout out to everybody thank you thank you thank you and, and to barry and uh, tony yeah very barry, barry happy madison happy madison productions adam charters crew. we thank you so very much without him our pirate would not happen
2: and thank you mike for the interview yeah thank Appreciate you very much it. we've really enjoyed it
0: there you have it everybody that is actor ricky lee and actress Choi.